podcast in the world from WWE to DNA Impact by way of the NWA. It's time for Reffin' It Up with legendary referee Brian Hepner and guest host, Mr. Reffin' Rant himself, Jimmy Corderas. An all new episode starts in this. Is revving it up. Welcome back to another great episode of Reffing Up with Brian Hemner. I am the man with the magical voice, RJ, and we couldn't do it without two of everybody's favorite referees of all time. First and foremost, Mr. Reffin Rant, Mr. Chef himself. If you follow him on Instagram and Twitter, you'll know Mr. Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, what's up, man? Yeah, you know, just uh, uh, enjoying wrestling and enjoying eating. What can I tell you? Two of my <laughs> favorite things. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. And somebody that always has an opinion, whether you like it or not, the one, the only, Mr. Brian Heather. Brian, what's up, man? Hello, fellas. Uh, another episode. I'm ready to rock and roll. We're going to have ODB on today in uh that is going to be fun. She is very, very excited, by the way. So that's awesome. Um, I just can't wait to uh, have all three of us tap into that bam mind and uh, get some good stuff. Get some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. I have a uh, um, bunch of buddies were group chat and whatnot. And I said, oh, they're like, they're always asking who you got on next, who you got on next. Mm-hmm. I said, well, first of all, you're going to have to, you know, wait and uh, listen. But, you know, I always tell Keith, Keith, but. So ODB. Oh, bam, 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 this, bam. I'm like, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but we'll definitely get into that in a little bit. Um, but let's send it up to our first count and let's get started. This is your one count. Unfortunately, gentlemen, our first count this week started a little bit on a sad note, unfortunately, but without question, we'll definitely get it back up positive. But um Wrestling great. Lanny Poffo died this past week. Uh, for those of you that aren't familiar, the, he is the uh, brother of Randy Savage, the Poffo family, who is a uh, mainstay in the wrestling business. Um, obviously, it's somebody that both of you uh, knew, not maybe not personally, but knew of, worked with, what have you. Uh, just shocking is the word that has been going around when a lot of people have been um, talking about Lanny, but uh, Jimmy, you probably dealt with it, uh, worked with him a little bit in the early yeah. days of WWF, right? No, absolutely. I got to work with Lanny a lot, actually, and uh, when when both him and Randy were around, and and not, you know, uh, I hate to sound cliche. Not only was he an awesome guy in the ring, he was he was a good dude, and and we got along really well. He always treated me well with respect. Uh, we were friends. What can I tell you? And it is very sad to see another one of our good, you know. Uh, brothers die uh, and, and pass on like that and uh, you know it, it's it's been a tough year so far and it's only getting tougher and and it, that's the unfortunate reality of not only what we do in our industry but in the real world is eventually we lose uh people we 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 know and we uh you know care about and got to know and uh, what more can I say? Lanny was a great guy. I appreciate everything he did. And, uh, you know, r- r- not, not rest in peace. May his memory be eternal, as we like to say. Definitely. Absolutely, Jimmy. Um, 
unfortunately for me, I did not get to work with him. I uh, did know him and did meet him many, many times through my being in my dad's bag kind of thing. And, uh, you know, Jimmy hit it on the head there. What, what a, just a nice, nice gentleman, soft-spoken, just a very, very nice and polite guy. Um, it's, it's sad. And like you said, you know, it's, it's been a rough year so far. And it seems like every episode we're starting off our show with uh, an RIP. Uh, but, mm. you know, he was, he was a very underrated talent, in my opinion, as far as the way he could just do his thing. Um, the genius thing um, was that what it's called, Jimmy? Genius. Mm-hmm. The genius. Yeah, yeah. To me, that was like really a really cool deal that he really got, you know, got behind and got put over. So, you know, just just a sad loss, and uh, you know, I pray for him and his family, and just hope that uh, we all can slow down on this stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I, I wish I uh, we, we were be able to, but unfortunately, we came out this afternoon um as we're recording here on tuesday that uh jerry lawler was ended up being rushed to the hospital he suffered a stroke um since he has since uh been you know he's awake he went through surgery through went through and through so more you know still send him a lot of your thoughts and prayers with that but man this guy i don't know how many more incidents he can be through like we like you said, Jimmy, before we started hit record is this is a, not the first time. This is the second time he had that incident in Montreal, right? Yeah. Uh, during, during raw, which yeah. was uh, incredible. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, all I could say is we're nothing but, but uh, positive thoughts, please going out to, to the King Jerry Lawler. Yes. Uh, he is. Uh, let's just say from what I understand, he's not in a good way right now. He is alert. He is awake, but at the same time, you know, again, nothing but positive thoughts and prayers go out to the king. Uh, another, another, you know, super, superstar that I have a past with and a connection to. And it's just, like you said, it's getting harder and harder every time. Yeah, it is. And it's very sad. Um, but, but you know what? With fingers crossed and prayers, maybe he can kick out of this thing and uh, get back to uh, healthy uh, you know, his last I've heard as well was that he was awake. I don't know how alert, but I know he was awake and uh, but still considered to be in serious condition. So, I, you know, thoughts and prayers. And I do have some history with Jared King, uh, very much so. Uh, he taught me uh, a little bit about life as far as getting married uh, when I was looking to be engaged. And uh, that that's another story that was just <laughs> very the king being the king. Uh, the, it was It's called the totem pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, he told me I would never be at the top of the totem pole like I am before I get married. And he's, he was exactly right. He said I would continue to slide down that totem pole child by child, year by year. <laughs> and uh, he was right. And that's just the, way, that's just the way it is for a man. You know, you're at the totem pole at the top. So this was, uh, you know, a personal story with me and, and, the, and the king and just a great, great dude and a, and a legend to this business. So, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's really keep our fingers crossed and our prayers going for him and his family, you know, cause it's, yes. gonna, it's not, not easy for them either. No, without question. I think he's down in, um, I think they said down in Orlando or St. Pete, somewhere in Florida, or, I believe. Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Okay. Yeah. He was at his, he was at his place in Fort Myers when it happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I know he just did the, he just did the pay-per-view for uh, the Royal Rumble. Yeah, the pre-show. Yeah, yeah. The pre-show. Yeah. So, 
But you know, if he he's the he's the, is the king of Memphis. I don't care what they say about that other guy. Right. No, uh, absolutely. But something that everybody's going to care about this week, gentlemen, is our Refin review. This is Refin review. What a better way to start it off our reference review than with AEW doing the same old stuff, time in, time out. Uh, I think this is pretty much the time where I just basically say, Brian, go. And, you know, probably talk for about 20 minutes about this stuff. But so what we're going to do is our first area is the. They basically showed Moxley gigging himself on camera last week um, on dynamite previous to that. We'll talk that we saw him and hangman basically fight outside the ring for what seemed like an eternity, mm-hmm. which for me anyways, I'll throw it over to you guys, but it, it surprised me because Paul Turner was referee during this match. I love Paul Turner. I think Paul Turner does a fantastic job, but it's just like, I don't know if this is a matter of this is what he's being told to do, or this is just like, you know, what's going on with this, but Jimmy, we'll start with you though. No, uh, the, the fighting outside. Okay. I don't have an issue with that. Them starting, starting off. They wanted to start off hot and that's okay. And they wanted to start with a brawl and get away with stuff that they normally wouldn't get away with during a match on that regard. I, I kind of, uh, I'm on board, but like you said, there was a point where they were, the match hadn't started and there was a chair grabbed and Paul Turner's trying to prevent them from hitting the chair. I understand saying, hey, don't use a chair. Come on, man. But at the same, getting in the way to stop it, though, a little too far. You know what I mean? The match hasn't mm-hmm. started yet. You know, I, I get yeah. I, I get tr- I'm trying to admonish the guy and say, don't come on, don't do this. Let's get it in the ring. Let's start the match or whatever. But you, you don't have to go overboard with them fighting outside the ring. And especially as long as they were out there, too. Well, Jimmy, I have to disagree with one thing you're saying there, and, and, and I understand what you're saying. Maybe I'm taking it out of context. I don't mind the stuff outside with a hot star, but being out there forever, mm. and, and do they not understand that they're for a live crowd? You know, mm. you, they can see so much more when you're on the stage, and the stage is what? The ring, mm-hmm. not the outside. And it happens all the time. And mm-hmm. it's so redundant and not special anymore. It's actually nerve-wracking to me and 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 not as entertaining as it could be because they're just doing it all the time and too long mm-hmm. so you know and i don't have anything to touch on with the with the chair spot because i agree with you 100 100 why i mean just why over the top too much and as far as this moxie thing goes i want to touch on that what i want to say about that is this first of all there was a camera shot on, on him on the floor where he took his teeth and ripped his wristband, which maybe a lot of people won't understand, but Jimmy and I, I know we do. That's where he got the gig, the blade. Mm-hmm. So I saw that, pointed that out to one of my friends that was here watching with me. Then you see him cut himself right in the corner, right as the bell rang. I mean, literally saw him. It wasn't like a doubt in my mind or anybody else's. You just saw him go back and forth, hit it up. All right. Well, you know, I've heard mixed emotions here and there, here and there. I'm going to tell you what I blame is I I blame the fucking production. I blame them not doing their homework and knowing when to not shoot shit. 
That's not on Moxley. It's not unless he didn't tell them, unless he didn't show them, unless it wasn't said before. We've talked about this before, Jimmy and RJ, how we don't understand how sometimes this happens because are they not going over this stuff? This is a production blump. That's what this is. It is. It's production, you know, and I just it's inexcusable, disrespectful to this business and everybody before it. That's supposed to be the magic behind the curtain. Well, we just opened it fucking way up and just let everybody just look and see exactly what we do. It was a disgrace. It pissed me off. And obviously you can tell it pisses me off now. It's just ridiculous, unacceptable. And whether it's Moxie not telling or production, it's, 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 it's just a, it's just a major fuck up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just didn't make sense. And cause, and you messaged me when it happened, Brian, last Wednesday. And I'm like, you nine times out of 10, I'm just using EW as background noise sometimes, whether I'm in the kitchen doing stuff or getting the kid to bed or whatever. And he's like, Oh, did you see that? I'm like, well, see what I'm not even, I missed it. And he's like, Oh, he, whatever. And I'm like, Oh man. So I went right online and oh, sure as hell it's right there. I'm like, oh. but whatever. I had one of the fans send me the darn video on my Twitter feed. Yeah. 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 I mean, come on now. I mean, and this is a guy, I don't know. This is some random Joe blow that's following me, I guess. And it yeah. just decides he wants to show me exactly what I was talking about. Just unbelievable. Just really bad, man. Really bad for the company, too. Yeah. No, I I, I don't know how much more I could add to that. And I, I do agree with uh, Brian. If, if you watch the, my rant the next day after that was mm-hmm. aired, it is a production issue. But it also falls on everybody involved in that because you have Absolutely. to let them know that this is going to happen. And if they weren't aware of it happening, someone for production also has to go to the guys in the match and say, hey, you guys are up in the first match. Is there anything we need to be aware of? So that we need to shoot or something that we need to kind of, like you said, hide behind the curtain so that the magic doesn't get exposed. So it, it falls on everybody. Now, I don't want to say it's their fault. It's their fault. It's not his fault. It's not their fault. Everybody's to blame here because you got to work together in this business. And that's what it's all about. Even whether it's a match, whether it's a TV match, whether it's just <clears throat> putting a show together, you work together. Mm-hmm. Very, very well said, Jimmy. Something else that everybody's going to be working together is this weekend is the Super Bowl, gentlemen. Uh, and our friends over at Underdog Fantasy has a fantastic site-wide special heading your way. If you've seen our post on Twitter at Refin It Up, you'll know. But the, it's the big game pick'em special all for all new and existing Underdog Fantasy users. The special pick is Jalen Hurts, higher or lower than a half a yard or total yards. Seems fair enough. I don't know. They basically, they, they want to give away money, guys. Mm-hmm. So you get a free square for one of, of your pick them entries during the big game. It's the lot. It's be live in the pick them library or excuse me, pick them lobby. Pardon me. Tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern. There's a max entry of 20 bucks, guys. So <laughs> load them up, guys. And why do, why you're there, sign up, use the promo code REFIN. That's R-E-F-I-N. Guys, absolutely phenomenal. I've won boats, boats load of money. Mm-hmm. Haven't really told the wife she found out the hard way. And, you know, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I, don't, I don't tell the wife, brother. Yeah. Never tell yeah. the wife. 
Uh, well, some when, things you just can't kayfabe, brother. Well, when it's <laughs> when, when it's on the phone and you're watching, it's like, oh, come on, come on, come on. She's like, what's going on? Nothing, nothing. She looks up. Like, um, just run this, run this Jalen Rose, uh, Jalen Hurts thing again. What is it now? Jalen Rose. So yeah. basically, yeah, it's the higher lower. If you're familiar, if you, I know you played it before. Um, you go on there and it says a t- oh, higher lower, a half a yard of total offense or total yards, and then you. Do that, and they give you a square for the game itself. Yep. Wow. Okay. I think I can win that one. So there you go. Yeah. But use the promo code, or if you just want to sign up, sign up. You can play NBA, NHL. They got the PGA there now. Uh, man, and then uh, you got MLB coming back out. So guys, it's out there, site wide. Go over, download the app. They'll be right in the Pick'em Library. I did it again. The Pick'em Lobby. I don't know why I want to say library. <laughs> Um, but, uh, head over there tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. It'll be live right there. Absolutely phenomenal deal. Check our friends out over there and use the promo code Refin. Gentlemen, been looking forward to this all day. We have the one, the only, the lovely ODB coming up next. This is your two count. All right, gentlemen, we are back with our second count. We want to get a couple things uh, out of the way before we bring ODB in herself. Um, Gentlemen, it goes all the way back. We'll start at the beginning, Um, which I found interesting is, and I didn't realize this, is she actually tried out for the uh, WWE at the first Tough Enough reality show, which I found very, very interesting. She made it to the top um, 25, but missed the final cut. Um, but it, she comes out of Minnesota guys. So as you guys know, there's a lot of great talent, men and women coming out of the state of Minnesota. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised that she, she made a big eventually here in, uh, in TNA and in, uh, OVW. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew, I knew about the, uh, the, uh, what it's not tough enough. It's not tough enough. Yeah, it is tough enough. Sorry. The WWF one. Yeah. Yeah. It confused. Sorry y'all with the, with the, uh, impact one in this one, but anyway, but I knew about that, and I actually remembered that. And um, she did really well. She did really well. I don't know what the the cutting straw was for her, but um, I, I kind of knew then. I thought that that she'd be around in the wrestling scene for a while, or at some point, you know. That but that was pretty cool too. And um, you know, just I'm sure for her, kind of sucked that she got cut because I mean, getting to the top twenty five was a, was a big deal. No, absolutely. You're right. It is a big deal, especially, you know, when so many people try out for this and she was different. You know, that was at the time where where the the female talent was referred to as divas, you know, so she she stood out and she was different from the other from most of the other girls. Let's put it that way. And I thought that was unique and that was what would make her stand out. And uh, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that she didn't get past the, the final 25. And by the way, as we keep going, she's not from Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. That's how she Min- says it. Minnesota. 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 The, the, the stomping grounds of the old AWA. And like you said, RJ, you know, yeah. it was a hotbed yeah. of wrestling. A lot of great talent has come out of there, especially like you're, you're thinking about. Uh, for me, uh, one Mr. Perfect, for example. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, exactly. You can still be, you know, Anderson's, you got, you know, Rick Rude, you had Arn, excuse me, um, what was it, uh, Animal, Road Warrior Animal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's just, I know we're forgetting somebody, but it's just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're uh, forgetting a lot. We're forgetting a lot. 
Oh. But it's just it's just unreal, and it's like they definitely produced. But she actually did end up going back, back home and started training with with Ken Anderson and Sean Devore. Um, where, um, excuse me, she's faced wrestlers such as Ken Anderson and mm-hmm. Sean Devore, um, not trained with them. But it just goes to show you that she's tougher than nails, guys. Absolutely unbelievable. But she can do it all. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, she wrestled males. And she was able to hang with them. And that's what made her different and unique and make her stand out from a lot of the other female talent. And, you know, and, you know, Ken Anderson, who I had a good rapport with as well, uh, you know, very good in the ring. Sean Devari, very underrated for his ring ability, you know, help make her and help get her noticed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, her name is Jessica Kress. I think is the way she says her last name. I've never asked her because I, I never really cared. I called her Jess or I called her OBD. Yes, backwards. OBD, not ODB. That's because my dad couldn't say it properly. Um, <laughs> but she uh, her, she received her first national exposure uh, in 2003 under the name ODB, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm also begging to wonder where and who came up with ODB. Because ODB, as a lot of people would know, would be Old Dirty Bastard, mm-hmm. uh, a rapper uh, from NWA. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm wondering, I'm wondering where this came from. Like, you know what I mean? And of course, for her, I guess it would mean Old Dirty Bitch. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to try and figure that out too when she joins. So that that'd be pretty co- good combo. Or, or or maybe Biatch. <laughs> <laughs> Biatch. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was it was that time of the. Uh that era guys so mm-hmm. uh but no it, it just before do you guys really think that she would have fit well you know like we're looking here in 2003 four or five in the developmental system for wwe and at that time obviously that was o ovw uh with danny davis mm-hmm. well she was there she was actually quite a quite a pioneer there i mean yeah uh she she was the you know person that was down there and recognized herself as the women's champion when they didn't have one mm-hmm. she uh continued to carry that moniker and just would kept saying it kept saying it. and then finally i think it was danny davis who who accepted it as okay well maybe you are kind of thing so she kind of demanded her way through there mm-hmm. and i'm also you know wondering too for her you know heal her baby face you know what i mean because she's such a tweener like as far as her character goes. So that was pretty interesting down there because she was, you know, in OVW, she was a heel. And I'll be honest with you, as long as I've known her, I've never seen her work as a heel, never. Interesting that you say that because this was around an era where she wasn't a cool heel, but she was a different heel. And people were, you know, as I always say, it's your character that gets people invested in you and what you're doing and what they want to see. And she was getting people invested Again, because of your, her uniqueness, being different and standing out from the crowd. And this was one of the things that got people to gravitate towards her. And even though she was uh, technically on the heel side of the ledger, mm-hmm. people wanted to cheer her. Yeah. Well, but I think, you know, a lot of the times and that you think professional wrestling, whether it be, you know, when, whether, when you started, Jimmy, with the WWE, Brian, what have you is you want wrestling to be relatable. Mm-hmm. You want to cheer for somebody like an ODB, like a Sami Zayn. Um, 
you know, somebody like that where you can, Hey, that guy looks like he's gets up and goes to work and puts his work boots on, packs his lunch and, you know, kiss his wife. Goodbye. Kind of thing mm-hmm. with ODB. That's exactly what it was where she'll, you know, she'll kick ass and then she'll be drinking with you at the bar after the show kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. maybe kick your ass in the bar too. But uh, yeah, but again, the, the, this was almost like that era where it started to change over where she was one of the pioneers with the, okay, she's a heel, but still, yeah, it's it. There you go. She's someone I'd like to have a beer with. I mm-hmm. sit down and love to have a drink with, as opposed to, you know, she's a heel. I want to see her get her butt kicked. You want yeah. to see her, you wanted to see her kick ass. Right. No, no doubt, Jimmy. I, and, and guys, I've had a beer with her. Uh, and quite a few of them. <laughs> Just one? Come on, you can't, you can't, don't, don't, uh, kayfabe that. Come on. No, it's not kayfabe. And I'm, I'm being honest. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, the chick can drink. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's not a gimmick. But I will say, you know, all this toughness that we talk about, we, we, you know, we, we go over, you know, honestly, she, she's one of the sweetest people I've ever met in my life, honestly. And we'll get into that too, because uh, I hopefully I want I want I want to try and make her cry today on the show. I want to just try to make her cry. Oh, gee, oh, oh, come, of course uh, you would, Brian. It wouldn't it be the uh, well. We well, I think we got D'Lo that one time when we played the stuff with Owen. Yeah, oh, we man. did get D'Lo. D'Lo did get emotional. That was awesome. Which which I get that, and that that's mm-hmm. obviously that. If you want to go back and listen to, that, I think that was the first because we did that as a two part, Brian. I think that was in our first part. <clears throat> Excuse me. Well, it was we kind did of with D'Lo. A part and a half. Right. Yeah, because his I think his audio or his phone or whatever cut out and he was in the car or something. It's like, oh well, I guess that's uh not happening. So uh right. but yeah, well, it's just it's just great to you know look back on this. And with that being said, let's welcome in the lovely, the wonderful Miss. O D B. What's up? <laughs> what up, O D B? What up? What's Jeff? going on? <laughs> why, why, yes. why, why, why can't I see your face? What the what's up with that? What happened? Oh, I we weren't doing video. We don't have to do video. We're not doing it oh, like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! I was just saying, I'm not going to sit here and look at a like a black boob in the thing. <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> hey, hey, Jess, how are you? going on i've been good how are you guys been good good so i hear you're uh, all freshly off this cruise are you sober yeah that's why i just started my detoxing today (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so you've been you've been doing that for years what detoxing yeah Uh, yeah i've been yeah i've been doing that uh 75 hard where you do like 75 days of no alcohol, a nice clean diet, exercise twice a day. One has to be outside. Um, read 10 pages of a self-help book. Um, what else? Oh. Drink a gallon of water. Yeah. Man, you've changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruining uh, my gimmick. <laughs> so, just so you know, uh, we, we've, We've covered a little bit of your uh, your 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 story um, as far as when your career started and whatnot. And yeah. We're gonna just kind of finish on through, and uh, you, you'll get involved here, and then uh, all right. We want to hear everything about ODB, baby. Yes. All right. All right. 
So we were basically, we just got to the point where you're getting into uh, TNA here in 2007. Um, oh <laughs> so yeah. we, we, we touched about your run there with, with, with OVW. Oh, yeah. So you get into that developmental system. Do you remember when you first came up with, if it was you or somebody else, came up with the character ODB? Yes, my brother actually did. Um, he was the rapper. He liked rap, didn't he? Yeah, because we no what the rap? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean no, you know what ODB originally meant. Yeah, he's a crackhead. He's dead. <laughs> well, I didn't say you were a crackhead. I just said the name. Me. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, I was not a Wu Tang fan growing up. Either was oh. my brother. No, but it was. Um, he's like, you gotta have a name that people are gonna chance. And like using my real name, Jesse, he was like, Yeah, Jesse coming out, you know, skipping to the ring wasn't gonna work. <laughs> and then he's like, ODB, and then he's like, one dirty bitch. Yeah. And then I had it since day one. Oh yeah. So so now um, we figured out, Jimmy, that it was was bitch and not biatch. Okay. Just <laughs> oh, just wanted to clarify, that's all. Oh, you yeah. thought it was. <laughs> No, I said it could have been Biatch. if it was if it was uh, if the name was borrowed from the rapper. Oh um, yeah, I I was having a hard time with the Wu Tang Clan, uh, <laughs> with trademark and all that stuff. Right, I can yeah. only imagine. Yeah, especially yeah. Well, so so Jess, with your your days in OVW, were they? You know, I hear so many different stories. Like in other words, some were horror stories, and some were like the best. Some were horrors. What? Horror stores. <laughs> horror stores. We haven't even touched on. Oh my God, Jess, you're such a brush. We I love it. Touched on the horrors. <laughs> but but was the OBW years for you? Because it seems like you did quite a bit there. Like uh, you were, yeah, a, a big deal. Like it was that. Is that something that you look back on that you really really enjoyed? Is that a is that a highlight of your career? Yes, OBW was awesome. It actually kind of made ODB because um I met Al Snow. Since the very mm -hmm. first time I got into the Tough Enough ring in 2000. And he remembered me of all the people. And he's like, if you ever need any you know, help, please reach out if you decide to do this for a living. And I would see him on indie shows. And he's like, come to OVW. He's like, I'll somehow figure it out. And then we'll talk to Danny. So I didn't have to pay to be there. But then I also didn't get paid. Gotcha. Um, uh -huh. So I was you know, doing what I could. And I had a blast. Like. OVW days is one of the best times of my life because we had a good crew. Well, y'all, that was a hell of a class that you were with. Yeah, I mean, you got Punk was in there. Cody Rhodes was just getting introduced. Uh, Ziggler. Wow. Then you had, you know, Barbie and um, Maurice and Alicia Fox coming in. And I was like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. But, the, but that, that made you stand out more if, 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 if you get my drift. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because, you know, the Barbie doll look. Uh, yeah, I get some people are uh, fixated with that. But at the same time, this is pro wrestling and you want to see someone go in there and take care of business. And, yeah. you know, and you even to this day look like someone who can take care of some business <laughs> or, or business, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she can take care of business. All right. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least at least you made it off the cruise. Hopefully some other people did as well if they didn't cross you. Oh, yeah. hey, what, can you, what can you tell us about the cruise, Jess? 
it was fun. It was, um, I didn't really have to do much. I did like a bar crawl, which was probably the highlight of the cruise. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun. Like me and uh, Mickey and Nick basically hung out a lot. And it's so funny though, because the, you know, the AEW crew was there, but I don't know half the wrestlers. Um, and then a lot of them weren't really out partying. I think they're a bunch of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Boy, they times have changed, huh? Yes. They're like hmm. probably playing video games and putting themselves over and going on Twitter. Who knows? But uh <laughs> man, she fits right in with the show, Brian. It's like it's like your twin. Dude, right. what did I tell you? <laughs> oh, Been a lot of time together on the road. <laughs> So 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 you didn't uh, turn into ODB housing or anything like that. I no, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Did you I, have a sober moment? What? Did you have a sober moment? No, probably not. No. <laughs> that girl. I mean, I was, we were up till like two thirty in the morning, and it's like, holy crap! I don't do that anymore when I'm at home. Mm. <laughs> Well, you need to tell everybody too now. You are you're you're married now, right? I'm engaged. Yeah, engaged. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought you got, I thought, actually thought you got married. No, you you know about the wedding. Okay, well that's what I was I, I was getting ready. To, I, yeah, I was getting ready to fuck with you about that. Yeah, you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Every day are coming out next week. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. It, now, now being on the cruise and not participating in any matches on the yeah. cruise, it, was there somebody on the cruise you would have liked to have gotten in the ring and kind of made uh, an example of them, so to speak? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lordy. It, yeah, it would have been cool. They only had one girls match, uh, Ruby Soho, and then um, another chick. I don't know her name. <laughs> so, so it's basically like a, a Wednesday night. Yeah. On uh, dynamite, you know, never mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't know their name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I kind of would have loved to mix it up with the guys, you know, especially those youngins, like the ass boys, the guns. That would have been cool to do like a, a six man tag with those guys. Hmm. But yeah, no, no, no one. I mean, it would have been fun to get in the ring, but maybe next time. So, so we. Bring you up to date here with TNA. I absolutely love that era of women's wrestling, especially with TNA, because when you come in, you got yourself, you got Gail Kim, you get Mickey James is in there, awesome yeah. Kong's in there, you know, the beautiful people in there, uh, Madison Rain is in there. It's just unreal. And I don't think, and Brian and I have talked about this, and then we might have touched it on with you, Jimmy, too, is such an underrated women's division that doesn't get the credit and it's just unreal because just the people that you were working with, I think some of the, your best matches that I've seen were with, um, with Gail and um, uh, Victoria or not Victoria, Tara, excuse me. Tara. Yeah. Thank you. Now, no, go ahead. Just, just coming into that. When you're coming out of OVW there, you get to work mm -hmm. with people like Serena Deeb. Oh, yes. I love her. Did that working with her, the professor herself? Yeah. Get you ready for working with people like like a Tara, like like uh, Mickey James, like uh, Gail Kim. Yeah, because I'm a brawler. I am not a technical wrestler. 
Um, (laughs) But I loved working with girls like Gail because she was like an all around. She she didn't have a character. She was just a technical wrestler. And then me being a character, it's like, eh, you know, I guess kind of step it up a little bit. But she brought me outside of my box, which was awesome. But yeah, and then Serena Deeves, like she, because I'm not, I don't do arm drags. I don't do hip. I have actually, I hate hip tosses. That was a, one of the move. If someone called a hip toss, because I can't flip them. Um, so if someone <laughs> called it, like I'm blocking that shit. <laughs> For some reason, when I flip bump, I like turn and sideways. It's not a good look. So, <laughs> you, know, you, you, know, you know, something else? Uh, just that I didn't, I, I didn't realize this, and I should have because it was during when we were working together. Yeah, you beat you beat Mickey James for the title. Yep, right when she was. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. What? What? Yeah, because we had a big feud, but then she was heading back to WWE, and then so she had to put me over, or we were. I was going to go over no matter what, but it, we just had to cut our thing short. Got you. I mean, yeah. does that 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 does say volumes though? If you think about it, I mean, Mickey's a Mickey's a legend, and you know uh, she really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, for her to put you over and not say a word, didn't care, whatever. And yeah, that's true. Is, is is amazing to me, and that's something that you should say to yourself. Like, I beat Mickey James, and I won the world title. You yeah, know what I mean, uh, I'll end your rodeo, bitch. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, t- to, to get a little bit off of the, that topic, uh, one of the things that I found interesting is when you started teaming with people like Cody Diener oh, and Eric yeah. Young, and that seemed to be, now we're seeing a more, for lack of a better term, fun side to ODB. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. How much did you enjoy, you know, well, Eric, being around guys like Eric and Cody? Oh, God. <sighs> I loved it because it kind of, it got me, even if I wasn't going after the women's title, they still had something for me. Mm-hmm. And I got to be that character when, when the, me and Diener, I mean, we were laughing so hard. Like it was fun. Like we got to go on a date or win a date with ODB. And then we did all this fun stuff and then finally working together. And then he, um, I won the title from him. That was awesome. He put me over huge. So that was props to Cody Diener for not like, you know, for being a, a guy and putting a chick over pretty good. That was very impressive by him. And then EY, we had a blast. Like they just let us do our thing. Like we were in the, we had, we're just like guys that just called it in the ring. We just had fun. We had no idea what was going to happen. Sometimes we do stuff be like, all right, don't do that again. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> we, at least on TV, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I would definitely, definitely say the pairing with you and EY was the most entertaining thing that I, I could, I, I could not control my laughter. It, it was just unbelievably funny. Y'all played off of each other so well. The storyline actually worked too because it got eventually to the wedding, which was actually awesome. Yeah, and it was, it was just a cool thing. It was really cool, and I thought that the, you know, at that point in time, TNA did a great job with you and EY giving you something to do and entertaining on TV at that time yeah. when they were at their, their peak. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you. That was a hell of a time. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we, we, we all know wrestling weddings go over so smoothly. So oh, uh, we yeah. were, Of course. We were actually nervous. They're like, oh, you guys are going to be getting married. You know, we had like 
maybe two weeks to come. Like, and me and EY were like, I hope they don't fuck this up, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And we were like, well, it's up to the two of us to make this great. And then it was a steel cage. And, and then like two days before, before I hop on a plane, go to TV, they're like, yeah, we're going to do a thing where you both, you know, get down to your uh, panties and stuff. I was like, huh? You told me this two days before Mike, Oh mm. fuck! I'm supposed to get ready for that. I don't fuck. Right hand the pitch on that. So, but um, but yeah, it was. It ended up. I was actually one of my favorite uh, moments in TNA was doing the wedding because then I remember. So the dress came off. You know, I had my little bra and panties on, and then the TV went down. And then me and EY are still stuck in the cage. We're like, can you guys like unlock us and get us the hell out of here? (laughs) (laughs) And then everyone was backstage was watching it. And the first person I see is Hulk Hogan. And he's like, oh, hell of a job, ODB. And then he puts his hand out and I'm like, oh, shit. He's like, okay, so I'm hugging, you know, Hogan in my bra and underwear. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tremendous. (laughs) So what I wanted to to ask you too, ODB, is the, I really think that the whole TNA division here early on, like I mentioned, really started Mm. the wheels of the women's revolution going. Yeah. Individuals, like I said, I I mentioned it, Gail Kim, yourself, Awesome Kong, um, Mickey James, the list keeps on going. Mm. Looking back Mm. on it now. Do you really think that was the case where you were just, okay, we're going to do this and where, let the chips fall where they may kind of thing? Yeah, we really think too much about it. It was just, when we started that in 07, we all were working the indie scene for so many years, you know, and then you had the beautiful people and we all got together. We were, we were a team. There was no I, there was no separate people. You know, we had to all work together and that's why the division worked because there was no one main star. Um, even though some people may say certain people, oh, that it was because of her, but no, it was because of all of us. We had, you know, Kong, Gail had great matches, and he had the beautiful people, then he had me character-wise, and they gave us time. And, like, I look back, and I was like, yeah, I I wish they would have gave us more credit for that. I think we started the division way more than the other company did. Mm. But it's funny, though, because a lot of those girls were watching us which was cool. You know, some of the girls I've never even met before. Right. And still. Yeah. And it seems like they kind of adopted that philosophy after watching you guys yeah. down yeah. there. And it kind of, and, uh, you know, paying attention to today's product, you think that's something that's being lost now. And it, you think a lot of the, a lot of the women wrestling today are like you stated earlier, trying to get themselves over as opposed to trying yeah. to get women's wrestling over. I see it. I see a lot of those chicks um, <laughs> that doing it like they tr- or I don't get like we were rest- we were chicks. We didn't wrestle like men like and that's what Al Snow always told me. He's like, you're a chick. You got boobs. You got ass. Wrestle like that. We don't have to do these crazy matches where we're getting cut open and going through barbed wire tacks like fuck that shit. Like if you got to do that to get over something's wrong with you. <laughs> So, so ODB, not long ago, there was, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a lot of color on uh, Dynamite. I don't know if you saw it, and I'm sure you didn't. Uh, <laughs> it's, that that, one. it's okay. 
I'm sure you were cooking a hog or some shit. Uh, <laughs> so, so Jimmy, what, what was the or RJ? What was the the girl who bled like a stuffed was pig? Ruby, or, Ruby so Ruby Soho. Yeah, Ruby Soho uh, did, did a spot and bled. I mean, like unbelievably. I mean, you won't even believe what I'm saying. I mean, it was absolutely like one of the worst bloods I've seen in quite a while on mm-hmm. national TV or the biggest national TV. Mm-hmm. What, what What's your thoughts on that? I think it's horseshit. I don't like it. Um, and I'm thank God that they didn't ever ask me to do that. Um, so I wouldn't have done it. Like, I, I just don't agree with it. Girls, we're, we're still women, sex sells. And the women need to know that. I mean, it's still a man's sport. I get it. But all these girls want to like, you know, up the ante and do all this stuff. You don't need to do it because then if you do it, that's what they're going to expect from you every time you get in the ring. Like a lot of these girls can't tell a legit story. Like I can still wrestle and not even take one bump. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like these girls just think they just got to go over the top. I'm like, they're not going to be walking when they're my age. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like I keep uh, I keep uh, people are probably sick and tired of me saying this. You know, you can do a twisting, burning 450 hammer Phoenix splash to get people to go. ooh. but yeah. when you talk about stuff like WrestleMania 18 here in Toronto at the Sky yeah. Dome, what do people talk about that moment with Hogan and Rock oh. staring at each other and the place, the roof getting blown <laughs> off because people were invested in the characters. They were invested in the talent. They weren't in. Yeah, I didn't care if they could do that crazy move or whatever. And that's what I get from you is that you understand that process. And it's like I again, like I try to say, the wheel was invented. It was made of stone and then it became wood and then it was rubber and then it was run flat tires and all this sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, the wheel is round and this business evolves, but but it stays, you know, true to its origins. Jimmy, you know you know a lot about tires. <laughs> well, my dad was a mechanic. What can I tell you? He had his own gas station garage, you know? Oh, damn. That's that's pretty cool. Jess, I want to touch on this real quick. Uh, I remember uh, when you uh, came to the NWA. And, oh, yeah. Uh, you, you did some stuff there with uh, uh, Allison Kay and uh, Marty Bella and Melina and that kind of thing. But I do remember a particular match, and um, I'm sure you remember this because I was your referee, mm-hmm. and you worked it with. Um, God dang it! I'm always forget the name right before I forget to say it. Um, the girl, the, the girl with the half makeup on each side. Thunder Rosa. Oh, no. Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Oh, Thunder that, oh and okay. I, th- you, I thought it was you, genocide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, you know, so she came to me and she says. All right. And this is ODB just talking to Brian. You know, it's and it's all good. She says, all right, what's this bitch like? Is she going to fucking kill me or what? And I'm like, I'm like, ah, she's a little stiff. I said, but she's <laughs> just goes, well, I don't like the fucking finish because that shit sounds like it's going to be rough. And I, <laughs> and, and I said, you just have to buckle when you go down. Like cause she does this thing where she lands on her back with her knees and pushes down to the ground. Stupid. <laughs> so I was Darn. trying to talk her into it and not out of it because she was trying to get out of it. Like me, I don't blame her. I don't blame her. And you got hurt. Mm. Piss me uh, off. Are you are are you over that yet? No. Um, <laughs> she, was, 
Like I fractured my back and it, cause I remember, I remember that. And I wasn't moving after the match. No, you weren't. And I was like, Oh my God. Then I'm getting like panicky and I'm like, okay, well I can feel my legs, but I literally couldn't move. Like I could roll and they're like, that's not like ODB. Like she's something's wrong. So of course and I don't like that attention. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, get me out of this fucking ring. And yeah, it was rough. Like, and then they rolled, you guys rolled me out and I was hot. I mean, after what, 20 years in this business, when I wrestled her, I was like, really? After all these years, I mean, no person, if you can't do it, don't, don't do a stupid move like that. And I don't think she's done it since who knows, but. But yeah, that took me, yeah, that took me a while. And I didn't even know until I went to like the chiropractor, got x-rays and they're like, oh, do you know you fractured your back? I was like, oh yeah, I remember that day. <laughs> I've, seen, uh, yeah. I've, seen, I've seen you cry, but I've never seen you cry from pain. Like I saw you that night. And it was, uh, it actually was sad because you were, you were really in pain. And I remember that that's what you kept talking about was the finish. And you were just like, all right, is this bitch going <laughs> to dip me or what? And I'm like, I don't think so, dude. But Anyway, I just have you talked to her since that or no? Uh, she'll see me. I mean, I don't do a lot of signings or nothing, but I've seen her like here and there or, sh- or something. She's like, oh, I love you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good. Good. To, good to mend fences, I guess, so to speak. Uh, speaking of surprise appearances uh, in 2019 at All Out, you participated in the Casino Battle Royal. Oh, yeah. That, uh, was there ever talk of you continuing to work for that company afterwards or was it just basically brought in as a one-shot deal? Just a one-shot deal. Actually, I was kind of surprised they didn't ask me back. Um, cause it was a good ration cause you had me, Kong, Jazz, then mm-hmm. Nyla Rose, like all in there. Then we had this awesome, you know, little spot and then someone was supposed to attack Kong. And of course they forgot cause all the other girls were into their own getting their shit in you know mm. and you know you have <laughs> girls in one ring something's gonna go wrong but it was cool just that feeling being in there and then um but it was yeah um, it does suck that nothing happened out of that like i thought for sure they because kong was working with them for a little bit mm. but yeah that would have been cool but of course it didn't happen <laughs> mm. this was the one in chicago right yeah yeah mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Their first wasn't it their first. Was it their that first tape? I think so. So it was before Chicago. eight. Yeah. Before they. Before they launched. Yeah. 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 And, and speaking of launching, yeah, you and I have something in common. We both like food and cooking. Uh, where did the idea for the food truck come about? Oh, boy. Well, that was like life after wrestling. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> So I had talk, my, talk on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was like, I had my barbecue sauce. I got a barbecue line probably like 2015 or so. And then I traveled in my airstream, went to, you know, like Sturgis, all the bike rallies and stuff and promoted that. And then someone just out of the booth, they're like, you should do a food truck. And I'm like, I had no idea how to do it. And then actually, uh, Mickey James and Nick, all this, they actually helped me out because they're like, um, they're like, we love to be partners with you in this. And I was like, okay. So then I started it in Daytona Beach in 2017, just had a little old trailer and stuff. But then 
after a little less than a year in business, I told Nick and Mickey, I'm like, if we want to keep our friendship, I ha- I have to buy you guys out because <laughs> mm-hmm. this ain't working. Well, I'm doing all the work and stuff, but, but they're like my little shark tank getting started. So I thank them for that. And then, and then the ODB's meet and greet just got, keeps getting bigger and it's, it's fun. I love it. It's a lot of work, nice. but obviously my, you know, our lives have all been a meet and greet. So then it kind of fits. And of course, you know, the fans come to the food truck, you know, some of them just want to stand there. They don't order anything, but I tell them to beat it. If they're not going to order something. <laughs> <laughs> Tremendous. You, you, you're you run out there like bing pots and pans. Like, get, get out of here. You damn kids. Yeah. So- they're on the bag. They're knocking. <laughs> Hey, hey, so just just uh, a lot of people know, but a lot of people don't uh, that listen to my show. Explain to me or them, not me. I already know. Uh, <laughs> what what happened to your first food truck? And explain to them what tragedy happened. Oh, so my first food truck, I started yeah, 2017, 2019. I brought it to Minnesota, and I was sleeping at the time, and my phone was going off. I'm like, who the hell is calling me like at midnight? And I kept ringing. I'm like, Jesus, someone's like, your food truck's on fire. I'm like, huh? They're like, no, seriously, your food truck's on fire. You got to get here. So I parked it at my buddy's bar, which was like five minutes down the road from me. So I rushed down. I, I get there and I'm like, holy shit balls. Yeah, the whole thing just blew up. No. And the funny thing is I don't have any propane or nothing on the food truck like that. Um, and still to this day, they never investigated it. But they're basically were asking me like, well, did you do this? I'm like, I would have blew this bitch up a long time ago. (laughs) 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 But no, it wasn't me. So they never, you know, they never knew. But I was guessing it was electrical because it was an old trailer like built into a food truck. But honestly, when I look at that, I think about that. Someone from above blew that bitch up. And I think I was outgrowing it and I needed something bigger. But I just didn't have the funds for it yet. And yeah, and then then what? Um, six months later, I got my dream food truck. So yeah, ended up how being did, a good. How did you get the? How did you? How were you able to? Uh, what's the word I want to use? How were you able to get that Quiet. job? Yeah, how were you able to maneuver around that and get get what you wanted with six months? Well, actually, the very next day, less than twenty four hours, I got a call. Um, He's like, hey, what's up, ODB? It's DDP. I'm like, huh? I'm like, I ain't doing no fucking yoga right now. (laughs) 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 But he he heard about it. And he's like, you know, I don't know if you want it, but I would love to help you out in any way I can. Um, We can do like a, it wasn't like a GoFundMe. It was like a start. I don't know what they call it. But basically, people donate money, but I give back. Like, I'll give them, you know, barbecue sauce. Uh, picture whatever I did and he helped me actually raise money to get a new food truck because my insurance um, of course when something happens they're not there for you right so I was uh, yeah the insurance ended up being crap but but I ended up uh, getting enough to get a custom food truck made and and then of course I start my food new food truck business up in 2020 when the world shuts down <laughs> <laughs> but it ended up being the best things. I was like the ice cream man. 
I was just riding around neighborhoods and it ended up being the start of something big. Like it, and 2020 was great for me. Thanks COVID. Nice. <laughs> nice. Didn't uh, impact wrestling do, do a little something for you uh, as well. Yeah. And I, that was the coolest thing. I think I got paid more than them in uh, one week than I did my whole career. <laughs> but, oh, they were very cool. They actually brought me back for like a couple months and put me a little storyline. And then one, um, one night they actually donated um, a lot of the money and then gave it to me. So that was nice. very, that was, I was actually very impressed by TNA. So that very was very nice. Yes. That was cool. So if, if you were to have, I'm going to keep on this food thing going because it's getting me very hungry. I, it, <laughs> uh, if you were to have an item hmm. on your menu called the Hebner and the Corderas, what would that item be and why? The one, two, three. Come on. <laughs> Love it. Yes, I would do uh, sliders. I would have Spl like th three oh. sliders. Put some pork up in there. Yeah. Oh, I could just see it now in honor of Brian marinating that pork in beer. Yeah, and, right. And making it a cheeseburger type thing with some feta cheese uh, going back to my Greek heritage. <laughs> and, and, and not only and not only that, but you you know that, you know, and, and uh, uh, because just you didn't know this, but I'm Manscaped. What? <laughs> Manscaped. <laughs> and if you head over to manscaped.com right now and use a promo code REFIN, that's R-E-F-I-N, you can get 20% off and free shipping. You just ask how well it's worked for Brian. It's actually could, done wonders for him. Oh my gosh. And, and Jimmy, of course. <laughs> well, blessed with the Greek curse of having hair everywhere except, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> Don't wonder for me. I had the cleanest, shavest balls I've ever had in my life. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> why are you laughing, Jess? I'll have to put some meatballs on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> You can use Manscaped to clean them babies up. That's oh, my God. Oh, my Get God. <laughs> well, before you, before you, this gets out of can, control. Can, 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 I yeah. think it's gotten there, Brian. Before, <laughs> this, before this gets out of control, let's head up to our third count, please. This is your three count. And we are back. Count three with ODB. So, um. Jess, I want to ask you a question, and this comes from Sarah Walker. All right. Uh, she would like to know who your dream opponent would be that you haven't worked with. Oh, Lordy. I get asked this a lot, and I never really have a um... – oh, Just boy. Just answer the question. <laughs> Don't think too hard. <laughs> um, well, shit. Well, if I look back, like, on um... – I would have been back in the day with like a jazz, like me and jazz. I would have loved to have been a televised match with me and jazz. Nice. What makes what yeah. makes jazz special? Tell me. I mean, I, I know. I'm saying what makes jazz special? I, I know this though. Well, she was so different. Um, we have wrestled each other like on in independent shows. Um, and on impact, we got to team up. 
but she she was just unique. There was no one like her back in the day when in that era. And it's it's funny because she's not she's not stiff at all. Like she was very easy because we worked just alike. And I was I was a little nervous working her one time. And I was like, oh shit, she's gonna beat the shit out of me. <laughs> now nah, and she's one of the nicest chicks in wrestling. Mm-hmm. So I just think with you know back in our prime, that would have been a good match. So, yeah. so I have another question, and I'm gonna swing it over to the boys. Um, this is from Jesse Matters. Uh, he wants to know what match or opponent would make you come back to do it one more time. Hmm. Well, match. I'm a street fighter, so I like a good old street fight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, I would love to come back. This is the thing I have, and I'm gonna I'll put it out there. I want to drive my food truck into an arena. Ah. Whatever was... company that would, you know, want to do this mm-hmm. with me, drive it in there. People have no clue. I just drive right in. Honk, honk. What's up, bitches? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> come out eating a pork sandwich. Just get, you know, come right in. And a street fight would be awesome and build up to that. Um, person I would want to do. Oh, Lordy. Yeah. Um, maybe a little Charlotte Flair. Um, wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice. It kind of it it kind of leads into the question I wanted to ask because is there is there a match out there, like you said, you wanted and you meant you just answered that. But if you were able to write your own ticket as uh, your swan song, because you know everybody wants to go out on their terms if they can. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What what would be your ideal swan song? Yeah, just kind of like how I explained it. I mean, because I've um I mean, I've done a, I've done a lot, but I just wish I could have, like, I never been on the big stage, as people would say, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard I was brought up for the Royal Rumble, but then I got turned down. Uh, oh. But yeah, it's, I guess that's how I would write it. Just, I don't need to go there and like, you know, do all these matches. Just build up to that one final match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not. I don't have to leave with a title. I don't have to go over or anything. Just, you know. As long as I can, you know, get my kip up back. I still haven't kipped up in a while. <laughs> Damn Remember, it, Brian? Damn it. Was that trying. was a question. That was a question I had. Damn it. Oh, well, go I with it then. Fuck that up. <laughs> I, know, I, I know she can't nip up. I know that. <laughs> what? I haven't even tried. Okay, so well, you're see, not saying you can't do it. So the same time that you can do the the nip up you can do the uh bite beatboxing uh absolutely i can beatbox hmm. to the day i die I figured why not what the hell our next question comes from brad stanton uh you touched on this briefly but he's asked oh, you were a unique performer before there was any many or many unique performers do you feel that you changed the women's division not just in teenagers in general. Gosh, I don't even know. Um, I think nah, I don't know if I change. I think people try to be different in different ways. Um, people try to like, oh, I'm gonna have purple hair today, pink hair. I'm gonna have different sparkly gear. It's that doesn't make you different. Um, I wore the same gear all the time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get it. Was you know, pay per views didn't really matter to me. I didn't like go spend 
you know, hundreds or thousands of dollars on a new outfit. Uh, maybe I had to get a new pair of underwear under my tights, but that's about it. <laughs> like, it <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a flashy, like you look at Stone Cold Steve Oz and he had freaking black trunks. Mm. And I bet he wore the same shit all the time. Like I, being unique took a, it takes a lot of work and, you know, I, and I wasn't afraid to get in trouble. I think that's what a lot of people are trying, you know, do today. It's like, like, oh, I can't do that. I'll get in trouble. Who gives a fuck? I got in trouble a lot. Like, don't ever do that again. Or you can't grab your boobs more than three seconds or you can't, you know, but yeah, being unique is, I don't think no one really knows how to be unique anymore. If you kind of get, if you understand it. Yeah. I do. Gotcha. Yeah. Do, do, do you think, or do you ever think that you were polarized as being sex candy? Did you ever look at it like that? Or was that something you embraced? <laughs> well, I got kind of pissed off when I wasn't invited to some of those bikini photo shoots. Mm. Like, I remember that when we first got like a, a calendar and I was supposed to be on the cover of it. There's going to be like four of us, but uh, big turned it down. He's like, no, we don't want ODB on the cover. I was like, fuck you, fat ass. Like, that was- <laughs> <laughs> like and it wasn't, it's like, I did get kind of mad, but then I looked at those pictures. I'm like, damn, I look pretty good in those. But I was a set, like, cause I didn't show my sexiness. I showed it in a different way. You know, like, and I think. Why, like, why do they let the, uh, and, and, and this is no, uh, maybe I should say this. Now say it. I don't give a fight. You disrespect me? No, <laughs> you. Why would they let the fattest man in the room make the decision on who's going to be on the cover of something? What is he going to be on the cover of? Make, yeah. Makes him feel better. Yeah, yeah, because he's in charge, and yeah. Uh, whatever. I'm, uh, yeah. Yeah. I talk more about that in my book. Yeah, so that's uh... ah. So let's talk about your book. Let's talk about your book. So uh-huh. what? What's your, your your book title? Is what and what? What's your book about? Oh, it's uh, I have it right here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she comes with props, everybody. <laughs> so it's uh, Jesse Creesa is ODB one dirty bitch. Um, it took me a while to figure out like the name of my book, but then I've always been real. I'm like, well, it's me, so you know, mm. use don't have to make it that difficult to think of a title. Um, and I, it's a, it's a good story. It's not a sad. I don't have a sad story. Um, so it's a good, it's a motivational book and it starts out when I was very little, you know, when my parents had me and we were, we were, you know, happy, go lucky family, like the Griswolds and grew up in a <laughs> home <laughs> and, and I do. And then obviously I get into my, you know, I go to college, get into my wrestling days and then teenage days. Um, I share a lot of good stories, um, but I sh- I tell only one person to go f themselves in my book. Ah, <laughs> if, 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 if don't tell, don't, don't, yeah, don't give it away. Nope, oh. nope. <laughs> Gotta go get my book. book. Just am I in your book? Yep, you are. You actually have. Hold on, there is a picture. Remember our favorite, Ooh. one of our favorite places to go and eat. Yes, I do. Yeah, right there. Oh, <laughs> uh, and your dad too. Oh. Yeah. Oh, cool. <laughs> Yeah. So off of that question right there, or your explanation of your book, mm-hmm. the fact that you never got to WB on a major run, is that a regret that, that you have for a while, or is this something that you'll just 
put to pasture and not worry about? In other words, do you think that you should have or could have or wanted to make that just that one run and didn't do it, but you're okay with it? Or is it something that you like, fuck, man, why didn't I fucking get the chance? Yeah, I actually I think about it a lot Um, because people are always like, oh, you're retired. I'm not retired. Um, And well, no one retires, I guess, in this business. But But the the WWE thing, like, it does suck because I was in OVW for two years. And then again, you know, Al Snow kept pushing me and they're like, no, not the diva look. And now you watch the fucking show. Everyone has tattoos. Everyone looks so different. And I just, maybe I don't put myself out there so much. Maybe I just focus on the food truck right now. So people don't think I'm, you know, into wrestling anymore or want to wrestle anymore. I've never said that. But yeah, it, it kind of, it pisses me off when I watch it. I'm like, how the fuck did this girl get on TV? And I right. never got an opportunity to even step foot in a WWF E-ring. Like, it, yeah, it still, it makes me hot a little bit. It does. Because it would just, it would be cool to just to have that one opportunity just to, you know, come on in and wrestle in front of a crowd like that. Well, uh, Jess, I'll say this. I'll say this. Uh, two things I want to say this. There are people that do retire on their own terms and say, fuck that shit. And that's this guy right here. I'm mm. retired and I will not go back. I promise yeah. you, I will not go back. Will I do something here or there? Who knows? But that's not even what I'm looking forward to either. Yeah. But what I will say is there, there's a bitterness of me as well, where there is a reason, but no reason for me to have been let go or whatever it may be. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm a Hebner and supposedly there was some shenanigans going on with the other Hebners, which had nothing to do with this Hebner. Yeah. But anyway. I was always at the top of my game and to not have that one more like run mm. pissed me off so much that it's just to me, it's just like, fuck it and fuck you and fuck all y'all motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just being honest. I mean, so it's yeah. something I've gone wayside. I'm, I'm wayside. I don't even give a fuck. I mean, yeah. seriously, I don't care no yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And it's just because it's not about, now it's not bitterness. Now it's just like y'all fucked up because I see what y'all have in the ring and they ain't fucking shit. Yeah, you could have this and yeah. you don't have you know, so that's the way I look at it. And I, I, I think you should, too, because you yeah. could be an asset, especially the way that you worked and the way your 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 mind and the way that your creativity was. They could have used you. And you know what? To me, if I were you, I would be like me. And I would just say, throw it wayside, say, fuck them. Y'all fucked up. Not me. I got that's yeah, I like that. Cause actually, I kind of look at that, especially with the food truck business. I that's basically like, well, go fuck yourself. I don't need you. Yeah, exactly. I'm not calling your ass. I don't need a wrestling paycheck. I don't, you know, you'd be lucky to fucking have me, little bitches. <laughs> there you go. And I could and I could say as someone who who spent the majority of his career yeah. in WWE, I was fortunate enough up here in Ontario to get the referee one of your matches when you were up here. Um, I I want to say it was a Max Max Pro show somewhere up in northern oh, Ontario. Yeah. But, but but I did get to to referee one of your matches and it was uh, it was Honestly, it was pretty cool. <laughs> Jimmy, just say it. Just say it. It was the shits. No, it was like it was. No, I, I, I think I ran from you during the match. You chased or, me yeah. out of the ring or something like that. Or, but anyways, <laughs> oh, it was yeah. it was fun, man. I love that. I love that. That's that. awesome. And that's what it's all about. Like it's about 
God, that that's the one thing I do miss about wrestling is just the having fun part. And it's not like that anymore. You know, it's not like, so, you know, someone's like, oh, you should do one last run. If you kind of think about it, you're like, "Eh, just Mm -hmm. traveling and going, being backstage with people I don't really know. I'm like, "Eh, I don't know, Mm -hmm. because we had a hell of a a crew back then. Mm Jess, we have referees out there now that think they're fucking stars. Did you know that? Oh, oh, oh yeah, I hear, I hear you. I see your Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, and some of them sell more than the talent in the ring. But anyways, I digress. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Don't get you guys started on that one. Huh? Yeah, I know. <laughs> we 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 have a segment for it. That's how bad, bad it's gotten. <laughs> it's like I've, I, I, Jess, I've told these guys. No one has ever bought a ticket to see me referee a match. The only time anybody came to watch me, they got comps from me. And that was family. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, so Jess, uh, there was a there was a major, major, major spot that went on in TNA for many, many years, mm-hmm. and it was in the women's division. And you were privy to this, and you actually accepted this. And I'm just wanting you to put out there how and explain. Maybe, maybe I want you to explain because these are listeners, so they they they, they can't see anything. Yeah. How was the Earl Hebner kiss spot? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't was feel it. Was it gross? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, oh, Lordy. <laughs> I don't even fucking, like, honestly, I remember doing it, but it was just, when you're in the ring like that, you don't even, like, is it, it's like you're clinging teeth or, like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that thing like started. Was it? Did it start with Madison Rain? It it did. It started because they had a storyline with him and Madison. Oh, and that's it, right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and then and we like, we started touring, and then all of a sudden we would have a spot, and you were actually part of it a lot. Yeah. Where the spot where I motorboat them a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then so, you try to take my flask. He's like, "Come on, OBD." I'm like, "Ah, shut up, go fuck yourself, Earl." <laughs> 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 So it it goes to a lot of people that watch, you know, old school TNA. They see a lot of you in the, as the referee in the TNA women's division a little bit. How did you get pitched that? How did you become that referee there for the women's division in their TNA for a little bit? I was actually uh, on vacation. I was actually in Hawaii when I got the calls on a little vacation and I got the call from Lagana. Um, it's kind of like one of those things. Oh, we don't know what to do with you. I'm like, if you don't know what to do with me, you should probably get fired. <laughs> <laughs> right. And <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so he's like, well, we're going to have you, you know, be a referee for a while and see what happens from there. So then I'm thinking, well, shit, I'll be booked all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, I'll work for me. But I, and that's where actually my handprint shirt got out there because I was a referee. I'm like, well, I don't want to wear just an actual shirt. So I put my hands in black paint and then did a, on a white tank top and, you know, and did my bam. And that was my ref shirt. Nice. <laughs> and they're like, Oh, that should be good merch. I'm like, Oh my God, you guys are fucking idiots. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that it was actually, I give credit to the refs, like, Holy shit. Like, you know, with the earpiece and trying to tell talent to take it fucking home. Like, holy crap mm. it's like that I'm, I'm glad i got to experience i think i'd ref for like four months i am so glad i got to do that because it makes you respect the refs more 
And I think yeah, so, so, ba so basically you, you try to steal our shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got in trouble though a lot because like they'd be in my ear. Like I remember they never really announced me. I just kind of ran to the ring. And then I remember Chavo coming at me and then I smacked his ass. They're like, stop fucking around, ODB. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, settle down. Jeez. I don't even get a fucking entrance anymore. <laughs> now, now, nowadays, I smack somebody's ass as a woman or something. I get a lawsuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got to go to yeah. HR. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. And if you do it on TV, there's video evidence. So you yes. Yeah. Be careful. So, so Jess, so if you could rewind your career, What's something that you would do differently in or out of the ring that you just didn't get to do? Nah, you know what? I'm happy with what I did. I think I got to be myself and a lot of people don't actually get to be themselves. They get a stupid character. So I am very thankful. I just got to be ODB and just do whatever the hell I wanted. Um, yeah, I have no, I wouldn't change nothing. Nice. And then I actually, and then the one thing too that I loved is like with you, Abner, like we all hung out. And I think that was part of it, like being on house shows too, like hopping into a van together, you know, with some beard, you know, going to the next town and building relationships with each other and, or going to the, you know, the ale house and stuff. We would always like this, the togetherness, they don't have that anymore. Like we built friendships, you know, yeah. like. That was a one thing that's missing today. And, you know, they, but I'm glad I didn't miss out on that. Like every time, I mean, we went out every night. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and one of the good things is you didn't get to experience Tony Chimmel on a nightly basis. But anyways, I don't. again, I digress. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I think that's in our contracts. We have to get a Tony Chimmel uh, dig in here every show, but I'm glad we're staying with the tradition. Hey, he was, he was, he was the writing partner for how many years, man? What can I tell you? Brian, you know. Oh, I oh. do. I know. Yeah. Jesus Christ! What a <laughs> fucking handful. Oh. So I, I think it's become a tradition where we, whenever we've had some sort of a TNA talent on here from the past, current, what have you, we always bring up. At least I do. In your times in TNA, with Brian, with Earl, with whomever, do you remember the minivan of love? Yeah, with Jimmy J. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Cause that goes, I think we, that came about, was that when, uh, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, would that come on when Dila was on? Uh, cause I'm trying yeah, to remember. I think, cause we, I think we talked about it then. She was, she was jealous that she wasn't part of the mini man of love, but I got to be in it a couple of times. You did. You did. Yeah. That's cause, that's cause you're fucking ODB or OBD. Yeah. Yeah, OBD. Uh, <laughs> and, and by the way, listeners, OBD means because my dad can't pronounce her fucking name. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, so I get OBD a lot. Dys dyslexic oh. girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Whatever he wants. Whatever he wants, dude. But but Jess, I, I, you know, here here's one thing I want to say. Like, and I think this is really cool. So, to my listeners, you have been on the road with me millions of miles done many many things you've been to my home you you yep. you've been dinner with my family yeah you've been to my 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 uh family business uh yep. we we've done everything and I, I i just 
you know, I, I'm not closing shop unless you want to close shop because I know you got to go, but I'm just saying, but oh, I just want to say that, you know, you are, you are very, very special to me. And I hope that you know that you will always be a friend of mine, no matter what. Um, I'll always support you. I'll do anything I can for you. I feel like you would do the same for me. Yep. Um, we're ride or dies. And I just think that, you know, what you've done for this business though, in my opinion, not, not just being my friend. And I'm not just saying this because you're my friend. I'm just really being honest. The entertainment value that you bring when you do your thing is unmatchable. And it's just something that, you know, I think is underrated. I really, I, I really, really do. And I think that you need to know and you need to hear that, that I, I feel that way. I really do. Oh, I feel like that, that, that's something that you need to know. I mean, you are ODB. And ODB means a lot. And it don't mean old, dirty bitch. It just means old. Well, I didn't say old. You said old. What is it supposed to be? One. I say one. Oh, one dirty bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. You don't even know. Oh, my God. Or, or even uh, in Brian's case, if I may interrupt, Brian, in your case, it's one dear buddy. I like that. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. Now I'm going to call her old dear buddy. Fuck you. Old dear buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, tried to, I tried to nice it up a little bit. Yeah, I appreciate that, Brian. Like, yeah, because we've been on the road together and I like just the realness. We were just real. Yeah, it was uh, pretty badass. Yeah, I appreciate that. And then the one thing too, like you always say, you know, like I was underrated and stuff. And But I look back too, and because not many people can do life after wrestling. So I almost think to me, like my wrestling was just, to go after what I'm doing now, if that makes sense. You know, like I feel like oh, my yeah. wrestling was like just a big commercial for me to lead me to, you know, somewhere even better. You know, yeah. so it's, it all worked out at the end. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, and, I'm, and I'm actually so, so proud of you because nobody knows this because they don't know each other like me and you do. But yeah you're such a hard worker and you have no, like your resilience is just amazing. I mean, I remember me and you talking years ago about trying to get something going, trying to figure out something for, for after, after life is what we call it. After life, <laughs> you know, and, yeah, shit. And, and, and to see the things that you went through with the, you know, the food truck blow up and, 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 and all that bullshit. I mean, you just never stopped. You never stopped. And I want to talk about one thing that if, if ODB ever wants to hire you listeners, um, she works you like a fucking dog (laughs) (laughs) because I have worked that food truck before and she worked the fuck out of me. Yeah. But I will say it was the funnest work event I've ever had. And I never went to that place. Where were we in Florida? That was in Orlando. It was during mania. Okay. I just okay. opened up the food truck like a month or two, I think. Was that the old one? Yeah, that was the old trailer. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I've been on the Mac Daddy one yet. So my, my, my dad has this great idea. And, and I talked to Jess. Jess was like, why don't yeah. you just come by? Yeah, da, 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 da. So I decided, all right, that's cool. Let's come on by. She's like, well, pick up a 12 pack. And I'm like, all right, no problem. That's should have been more. That was probably already <laughs> that was probably already in the works. Yeah. Um <laughs> So we go on by there and uh, Sam's there. Uh, 
what's Sam's gimmick now uh, in WWE? Uh, Sam Shaw, you mean? Sam yeah. Shaw, yes. Sam Shaw's there. His uh, wife's there. His kid's yeah. there. Uh, Mickey and Nick are there. And then ODB, of course, she has a drink. Has me have a drink. My dad has a drink. She's like, well, y'all y'all don't leave. Y'all help me out. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I end up staying there like eight hours and fucking work the food truck all fucking night. Yeah, that was awesome. Like, thanks. But it was the I, best. I don't think I paid you guys either. <laughs> I don't I, I don't even remember. We were so fucked up at the end of the night. It was an internship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, she worked me like a dog. But anyway. <laughs> Tremendous. But now I'm bringing in people, though. Um, I'm trying bringing in some wrestlers for the meet for meet and greets. So I brought in Earl last Wait. April. We brought him in, and then I brought in Lisa Marie. So we do like meet and greets, and it it turned out great. So yeah, nice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It, um, it, it, ODB, is there anything that you want to you want to plug? You want to yeah, get all your shit plug, out there? Yeah. Yeah, just go to go to my website, odbsmeetandread.com, pick up a copy of my lovely book, and tell uh then you can all read about who I tell to F go F themselves. <laughs> exactly. I'm 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 getting it just for that. Yeah. I'll <laughs> <laughs> well, never work with that person again, so I'm good. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk offline because I need yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Well. Well, awesome. yeah, it was, it was a pleasure having you on. ODB. Oh, thank you it guys. It was a lot of fun. This was an awesome interview. This, you guys do a good job. Thank you. You guys got a lot of years in you. Well, we hope so. Well, we got Manscaped shaving my balls up, so we're good. <laughs> we, got a couple, we got a couple other ones coming down the pipeline, too, guys, so stay tuned for that. We're, cool. you, you thought the Manscaped ads were hilarious. Wait for the new ones. Um, but ODB, thank you so much for making time for us. And obviously yeah. it's more for these two gentlemen here. I'm just, I'm just the guy behind the scenes and I'm just the one that hits the buttons, all that stuff. So important. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but thank you so much. And, uh, you know, definitely invitations always there. Oh, sweet. Well, just my, 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 my goal was to have you cry. I was going to try to make you cry. <laughs> oh, that was your but goal. It, but it didn't work. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> But I meant everything I said, by the way. Yeah. Well, they, I appreciate that. I, our friendship is very important to me. I think it was just cool how you guys, like, I was just one of the boys. Oh, you absolutely yeah. were. That was good. But well, you guys took care of me on the road, which was good. Absolutely. Well, I love you, girl. And I'm I love so you guys. Join the show. So, yeah, see you at the wedding. <laughs> where, 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 where is this wedding at, by the way? Minnesota. Oh, my oh. Minnesota. Yeah, it's on a farm. Oh my God! Hopefully, <laughs> ho hopefully, it's not between November and February. <laughs> no, not enough. In June, you're good. You gotta, All right, gotta I'll wear your there. cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll be there. Uh, hell yeah! All right, girl. Thank you so much. All right, thank love you. you guys. Thank you very much. Take care. Bam. Thank you. <laughs> Wow. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I want to go to some food trucks now and check this out. See if it holds any candles to ODBs. I doubt they would, but no, I, there's only one food truck. I'm not hitting any food trucks until I hit ODBs now. Yeah. Well, hopefully I'm not working it. Mm. Well, well <laughs> if you are, I'll just turn around. I'll fly back or drive back or whatever. And well, 
we'll go from there. I'll, I'll, I'll just make a request for ODB to make my, my uh, <laughs> <laughs> make sure, make sure that guy wears double gloves. Um, but uh, no, definitely great to have her on and love to have her on again. Cause it's, I think we just tipped the iceberg on that. Definitely somebody that has, uh, has a lot of stories to be told. So, but, uh, you know, want to give a quick shout out to, um, our boy JD hoop does absolutely phenomenal graphics. He's doing a lot, lot more. I'm, I'm thrilled that he's a part of this team because he's got so many other, um, things he's doing right now. And he just blows everything out of the water mm-hmm. every single week with this, uh, the graphics for the show. Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just simply blown away. Every single week. I really am. And I know that people get tired. Go, oh, you're just saying it. No, I'm being dead serious, man. Mm-hmm. This guy finds and sees a way to make every graphic look amazing. And, and we're so blessed to have him because it just enhances the show and just gets people hooked. And it's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. And I, JD, you're, you're the man. I always uh, hit you up on DMs and thanking you and all that. And I, I really do mean it with all my heart. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, I I really appreciate it. It's it's awesome stuff, and and it's a talent. Let me put it to you this way: it's a talent, you know. And uh, I I can't thank you enough as well, JD. So you guys can follow him on Twitter, Instagram at JD Hoop seven zero two. If you have any type of graphics, you're starting to show, you have a show, you need new graphics, check him out. Um, he's definitely worth worth each and every moment that you spend with him. Uh, another guy that's absolutely phenomenal is AJ McKay. He's coming back and doing a lot more of um, some you know announcing work over in OVW, but he's still doing bang up jobs with all the audio that he does for this show. And a few others too, but unbelievable. You can find him at ajmckcreative.com, boys. Un- unreal. Yeah. Again, uh, what more can you say? Total thank you. I mean, you know, again, this is the stuff that uh, that I wish I knew how to do. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. But no uh, doubt, another another amazing job. What can you What can you say? Thank you. No doubt. And when I go back and edit the shows and and look at things. And put my headset on. It is the most amazing sound. Like, I, I really think that our opening for our show, whether our show is the best or not, I'm not saying that. But I can tell you this: I'll put our opening against anyone, anyone. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the way he in, in, incorporated Jimmy in it and all that stuff is just, just amazing work. And look, the guy is out there. He is doing stuff. If you want him on your shows, your independent stuff, he's there. Right. So, thank you so much, AJ. So if you guys don't know where to catch him, his show, no- or excuse me, his website will be in our show notes as well as all of uh, JD's uh, handles for his social medias as well. Hit them up. Absolutely phenomenal. You'll, you'll know what we're talking about as soon as you deal with them. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy socials this week, nothing, uh, anything you want to plug this week or just, just the usual, obviously this podcast every week on what drops on Wednesday mornings. Uh, you can catch us here talking with and about, yeah, you name it. It's just having a blast reminiscing. I love doing it. You guys are awesome and have a, having a great time here. You can also catch me uh, on my ref and rants on all my social media platforms or anti-social media platforms uh, from Monday to Friday, just uh, just giving a critique or, or whatever the case may be. And again, it's meant to be fun and to build up, not to tear down, because I want to see this business as a whole get better and expand and grow and also you can catch me on monday nights uh doing a post raw 
review as well as Wednesday nights doing a post dynamite review. And uh, mine's pretty simple. Um, I'm at at Baby Hebner on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, I just speak my mind like I do on here. So yeah, whatever. Why, 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 why should it change, right? Um, you can follow the show's pages on Twitter, Instagram, at Refinin' Up. Head over to castby.com slash Up. Our brand new merchandise is out there. We got praying homage to our good buddy JD Hoop with that great shirt and sweatshirt that we have out there now. Um, it, if you looks familiar, it is. It's actually our banner on our our, our Twitter page there, um, and it's each and every show art that we've had up until that uh, our show with David Penzer. So check that out. It's right there on the website. Uh, next week, gentlemen, we're going to be doing a little Refin rewind. Um, it is Valentine's Day, and we don't want to, you know, piss off our significant others too much, as much as they probably already are. But hey, that's another conversation for another time. But we're going to be doing a reference rewind with none other than Gail Kim that we sat down with us a few months ago there, Brian. And like we said, who other than Gail Kim would you want to spend Valentine's Day with? And hopefully our wives are not anywhere near ours. They can't. <laughs> Well, yes. I'll just say this. Uh, why would you not want to be, A, listening to Gail Kim on Valentine's Day? And why would you not want to hear the pioneer of women in wrestling? Uh, not only that, but I don't have a wife. And I don't care what you guys got heat-wise. That's up to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have no heat. I'm not buying anything except for my daughters. So there you go. Anyway, enjoy the enjoy the reference rewind, and uh, Gail Kim's going to be the one, and that's 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 awesome for Valentine's Day. No doubt, no doubt. So, guys, thank you so much, Jimmy, Brian. Thank you for being here this week, gentlemen. Thank you for being here, listening to this episode. We'll see you here, right here next week on Reffing It Up with Brian Hebner. One, two, three.